back to West Coast Mixed and Bounce. I'm your co-host, Leslie Torres, joined by... Bruno Marks. West Coast Mix and Bounce is brought to you by Sports Al Dente, your recipe for LA sports. If you love this podcast and love LA sports, then you need to go check out sportsaldente.com like right now. We are in a Los Angeles player-centric media platform and our passion is to feature the greatest players and teams of LA. We are also fully dedicated to giving expert weekly and daily service in the world of fantasy football. We offer three different affordable membership packages, monthly, yearly, and lifetime. When you go to subscribe, just make sure you use our promo code WCMB and get 10% off any package. Make sure to also connect with us once you subscribe. But now, let's get to the good stuff. Um, The Clippers and the Warriors series came to an end on Friday when the Mm -hmm. Warriors beat the Clippers 129-110 to in Game 6. But before we even get to Game 6, let's rewind a little bit and go back to where we left off in last week's podcast. So the last time we chatted, Bronna, the Warriors were up 2-1. to one. How the yeah. Clippers managed to get another win is beyond me. So let's uh-huh. take it back to Game 4. Um, kind of fill us in on what happened in, there in Game 4. Yeah, so Game 4... Um... The Warriors definitely, you know, they weren't having it. (laughs) Um, So they definitely came out to win. I I just want to say, like, it's so interesting that this, like, series kind of went, like, back and forth so hard. But, um, but yeah, game four, KD had 33.7 rebounds, six assists. Honestly, I think when KD scores anything more than like 25 points it's really hard to stop golden state like uh, as yeah. a whole <laughs> um then you have on top of that clay thompson also had a great night he had 32 points um and then referring to our last podcast when you were saying that like steph curry had like a lot of rebounds in the last game mm-hmm. well he had 10 rebounds and that was the same as andrew bogat which is the sense so I'm like, okay, so Steph Curry thinks he's a sensor now. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do the dirty work. Um, yeah, exactly. So it's really funny. Like, he's really been in the paint a lot. It's actually super surprising. But um, Katie and uh, Clay Thompson, they combined for 65 points. So it's really hard to stop them when they both go – when two, te- two teammates on that team go over 30 points together. Um, and even though Shy Gillius Alexander, he had 25 points and as a rookie in the playoffs, series that's really great uh i think they look promising but you know like i said it's just one of those series that kind of went back and forth um and just kind of mirrored each other like as things went along and honestly my opinion is if game six wasn't in um wasn't in Oakland, right? There's their stadiums in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it wasn't in Oakland and it was in LA, I think the Clippers would have forced a game seven. I think so too. It was so close. Uh, but to your point about Curry, like doing all that work and getting the rebounds, I was also very impressed with that stat. I was like, yes. But because <laughs> of players like KD and Thompson stepping up then he's allowed to move into a different kind of role and I kind of like it that he's kind of um 
getting into it and not being ashamed or like you know because we usually like to see curry shoot from like the logo sign and all the way deep and if he's mm-hmm. not doing that then we're not really interested but he's managed to find a way to still um make work and do work for the warriors and they came out with the win so that was really good and game four was a little bit disappointed by the clippers because i thought they were gonna you know keep up with the momentum and win but they couldn't mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean yeah. and and it comes back to i think lou williams he's kind of like the spark for the clippers so if he's not having a good night then i think everything just falls flat around him and for that game he played 30 minutes only had 12 points four rebounds and three assists so i mean it's not a bad stat but it's not what we're used to and it shouldn't be a stat that we're used to when we're watching a playoff game especially when you're playing a team like the warriors yeah. <laughs> but I, I think honestly the warriors just played all around a little bit better and we're yeah. like you said we're rebounding more and not only offensively but also defensively so i think i looked at the stat sheet and then um well, I looked it up online. <laughs> uh, the yeah. Warriors out-rebounded the Clippers 49-33. And out of those mm-hmm. 49 rebounds, 11 were on the offensive offensive end. So it just goes to show that they were doing it. They were trying to get that extra play and not letting the Clippers win. Like, they really didn't want them to win another game. So it shocked me then when Game 5 came along and the Clippers won. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just that teeter-totter. It's like, okay, the Warriors, they won. We got to come back and we got to do something different. Um, It's just, I think these two teams are so highly competitive. That's why it went so far. Like, oh, for sure. um, Yeah. He, who was I reading said earlier? Oh, of course, Patrick Beverly. (laughs) Um, He said, you know, to go back to back uh, against. I'm sorry, to go to six games with back-to-back championships, you know, they have to hold their heads high, which is true because it's hard just in general in a playoff series to play um, the same team numerous times with, like, little to no days off and then expect to win against them either consecutively or outbeat, like, outwin them. Mm-hmm. So in game five, it's just kind of like, okay, they had some rest, they came back they were able to produce some things uh Gallinari had 26 points uh Lou Williams like you said he had 33 points which is always a great thing as soon as he gets into a rhythm yep yep, he sets the whole pace for everybody else Harold had uh over 20 points I believe so it's just kind of like when the, when Lou comes out and he has a good day, game, like it's it's just automatic. He knows how. And he had ten assists. He, I mean, he's opening up the floor. It's just automatic. Um, and what was super surprising is that KD had forty five points. Ooh, and they still lost. That <laughs> was amazing. <laughs> that was crazy to me. That was crazy. But see, the thing is, I said when two players score over thirty. Points. Nobody else scored over 30 points except for Kitty. So the Warriors have to watch out for that, too. They have to have some kind of balance. You know, they're not like a Harden team where Harden could go out and score 50 points and everybody score like something minimal and then they win. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it has to be like a balance because Curry still had 24 points. Clay had 22 points. But I think at the end of the day, like the uh, the Clippers just overall through the stat line, we're just putting up. Like a, like a harder battle for the Warriors. Oh, yeah. Um, and it just kind of 
they just, you know, they, I won them. I mean, it was a close game. It came down to the last few minutes, but they tired them out. Overall, they, they tired the Warriors out. Oh, for sure. And, yeah, I think in the last couple of minutes is where it really came down to it. And I feel like the way that the Clippers won was because they had no one kind of to defend them in the paint. And like you said, they were tired out. Like, Bogut was nowhere to be seen. And so who are you, who's going to protect the rim at that moment? And so I think it was mm-hmm. like just consecutive plays of Lou Williams to Harrell and like dunk, Lou Williams to Harrell and then dunk. Like you can, they couldn't defend that simple play. So I think it kind of came down to that. And I give the yeah. props to the Clippers for switching kind of the script and seeing that, okay, great. DeMarcus Cousins is not here. He's injured. Let's take advantage. Let's use the paint. And I think they had 54 points in the paint on, on um, game five. So I was truly impressed because at that moment, any other team kind of would have buckled down with the pressure and just kind of given up and say, oh, well, here's Curry with another three. Like, let's just let it go. Let's give up or kind of not want to or not build the momentum. But the Clippers just kept on going. And I think, like you said, this is the kind of grit and the hard play that they do that we all like to watch. And so just to illustrate, uh, what you said about Beverly, I think um, game six was at Staples, and so they lost, but you would expect mm-hmm. the arena to be more, like, disappointed and sad and maybe even boo their players, not the yeah. Clippers fans at all. They were so supportive, standing ovation, you know, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. they know what they, how much work the Clippers put in and what their players mean to the team. And so I was very, I was very proud of that moment because not a lot of fan bases would do that, especially going against a team like the Warriors. I thought it was kind of nice. And about Kevin Durant, yeah, he went off. He's crazy. (laughs) Is he human? (laughs) Yeah, the fact that I believe it was Draymond, like Draymond literally ran away from a reporter just to like go talk to Harold and tell him like, man, you did a great job. Like Mm -hmm. you're a great player. Keep doing like. That respect, I have not seen that respect in playoffs between two teams. Especially from someone like Draymond Green. Exactly. Somebody who's, like, so highly competitive and, like, sarcastic, Mm -hmm. you know? But, like, they really made an effort to be like, no, they are a good team. Like, and they weren't, like, being, you know, being a hater about it or anything. Because they've had some, you know, they've had some very TikTok moments with each other. (laughs) Yeah. But, um... I think overall, like, seeing how they produced um, and that they literally took them to game six was kind of like a a check for the Warriors, not only in their minds, but, like, looking down the road, literally down the street, like, hey, there's another team in California that that deserves respect, too, and we're going to give that to them Mm -hmm. I thought that was that was amazing that was really heartwarming and it was just it's like a definition of sportsmanship you know you don't see that a lot you don't see that respect between like winners and losers quote unquote because they're not losers they I mean you know they're not losers technically they they lost but they've won a lot more (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly exactly no yeah yeah it was it was a nice series to watch 
I shouldn't say nice because it was really exciting, <laughs> the, the games that the Clippers did win. But it kind of, I think, put the Warriors, like you said, back into perspective. Some of them were already looking ahead, trying to see, okay, well, we're going to play the Rockets. What do you have to do to, you know, be better in that series? And it's like, no, no, wait, we still have a series here going on. And it kind of just, like, brought them back to this world. And it's like, appreciate, you guys are lo- you guys not, they're not losing, but you guys didn't win, you guys didn't sweep. So you should appreciate the yeah. moment that you have right now. But I think those maybe those comments were being heard by the Warriors players because in game six, Katie, if I thought he went off in game five, he went off in game six. Mm-hmm. He had a career oh, high, yeah. career playoff high with 50 points. And yeah. he, um, I'm kind of speechless, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, (laughs) for sure. I think it honestly goes back also to what we were saying. Like, in the first three games, he was not doing what he did in the last three games, not Mm -hmm. even close. And I think, like, it comes down to that balance we were talking about, how, how, like, he, you know, he's kind of, like, holding this swagger, like, he doesn't want to really be with the Warriors, but he is, so he's going to have to find a balance of his emotions. And I think he just kind of, like, checked himself in, really, and was like, we're winning I'm going to put my emotions aside. I'm going to go out and score, mm-hmm. you know? No, yeah. It's funny how it's like he had, in game four, he had 33 points. And then game five, he had 45. And then game mm-hmm. six comes and he has 50. And it's like, okay, well, now we see you. And it's like, if it was any other player, 33 points in a game would be great, you know? But because it yeah. is Kevin Durant, we kind of expect more from him and a caliber caliber of player and so I think one of his pregame comments I don't know if you mentioned it but he was like I'm KD you know y'all know who I am and it's like we know who you are that's why we expect a little bit more from you and I think he heard the criticism he's like well let me just kind of remind them who I am just in case they forgot and bam he drops 50 (laughs) yeah but I mean um and it's game six I'm if KD can show up and play on command, then I'm so for Kevin Durant. And it kind of brings, I think, a different conversation because we've always said that, you know, KD had to go to the Warriors to win and the championships that he won with the Warriors, it's because of the Warriors, the rest of the team, basically. And so now I feel like, huh, what the Warriors would have won without KD? It's like now I feel like maybe that's a conversation we should be having just because KD is doing so great. What do you yeah. think? <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely think he's he's adding a different aspect to the Warriors. I think they're, they've been capable of winning before KD, but KD really brings that extra, like, I don't know, almost like cockiness, like, you could tell, like, he's a, he has a lot of confidence. Sometimes it comes off, like, a little arrogant. Mm-hmm. But um, he just, he adds just a little extra spice to them. You know, <laughs> just a little extra, like, I'm going to talk my stuff, and then I'm going to go out and score 50 points, and that's that. Like, <laughs> you know, so it's not going to always help them win games, as you can see. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely... I, it would be way harder for the Warriors to win against the league the way it is now than when it what it was before without KD. Yeah, I think I think because of the way that he really is playing like super great, it kind of adds a little bit more respect for his game and his name. So it's like people are going to always, I feel, discredit Kevin Durant for his championships with the Warriors because he's like, well, you joined a super team, so it doesn't count. <laughs> 
I think now we can yeah. kind of say, well, you know, maybe if Kevin Durant was in there, maybe the Warriors would have not won. Maybe this year, let's say if they do win the championship, maybe it'll be a little bit more respect on Kevin Durant's name. So I can see where it's going. I I enjoy it. I think that game also Green, Draymond Green had a triple-double, correct? Yeah, yep. I mean, he's been kind of quiet for the entire series. So for game six, for him to show up, it's pretty, it's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. It's important. It's good to see him, you know, put up those numbers. Cause we all know he's capable. Um, but I think he's kind of just maybe fall, like taking a, a back seat kinda, considering he's on the team with Curry Thompson, Iguodala, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like he doesn't feel the need all the time to like, like get a triple double, but he's obviously like, he's more than capable of getting a triple double on, uh, on, um, especially important games. So it's good to see him like pop out like that. Like, Hey guys, I'm still here. Like I'm important too. You know, exactly. <laughs> um, it's not all about Katie, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's definitely good to see that now with Katie. Like my, my personal issue with Katie is that he left the team to another team that he was competing against, you know, mm-hmm. like that's, that's my issue. Like if he wins, rings i respect that cool i think i respect him more for this playoff series definitely than any other like than the previous playoff series i think he's really stepped up but i mean i still feel like he's gonna leave so it's just kind of like i don't know like he's an overall good player honestly obviously he's one of the greatest players to ever play in the game but some of his like sportsmanship like ideas or idealistic like just brain waves like i don't understand them just just the way his brain works i would never like leave my team to the competing team that just won like that's i feel like that's such a cop out but that's my personal opinion Mm -hmm. all like you know all the good energy and vibes to him but like my personal opinion is like no (laughs) (laughs) that was a no but good for him though yeah I mean, yeah, I I have a more I have a different take. I can say I really don't care. I mean, it's not that I don't care, but you still have to play. So it's not like he's just sitting on the bench and then like, oh, a championship. He's still playing. He's still yeah. making points. You know, he's still um, committing to the team and producing minutes and and winning. So I yeah. wouldn't take it all away from him. But I mean. Yeah, I would get mad if I do it in different situations and a player from my team would leave. I'd be like, where are you going? Why? <laughs> Stay yeah, with yeah. us. Try. You know, but eventually yeah. everybody becomes a free agent. Everybody leaves. And so the Clippers season is over. That means that they have the summer to look forward to. So they do. Um, who will they be keeping? Mostly all of their core players, like um, Lou Williams, Harold, Gallinari. Mm-hmm. They have a few free agents. I think one is um, Zubak, which they acquired from a trade. Um, what do you think? They try to get him back. They don't. Um, I think the lower people on the team, like like you said, like the core people, Beverly, Gallinari. Um, so Beverly is a free agent. He is, but he is definitely, I mean, okay, I'm going to put it like this. If the Clippers were to acquire somebody like, say, KD or um, 
who else is on the free agency list? Uh, like Anthony Davis, Kawhi. somebody like that, somebody huge like that, and they cut somebody like Beverly or Harold or Robinson. Okay, understand that. But I think like like you said, like the core, like. Um, I honestly think Beverly should stay, but that's something like, like I said, big names. Okay, full, cool. Williams should definitely stay. That should not be a question. Uh, I think Harold has definitely proved himself. Mm-hmm. Um, there should be like no shakeup with that Gallinari. Now, like if they if they trade one of their rookies, that's one thing. Um, but I think like Gilius Alexander for him to score twenty five points in a playoff series as a rookie is like. Come on, like that's an investment. You should keep him around. Yes, but um, he's definitely. They're definitely gonna have to cut some people if they're going after like huge names like Davis or KD. Well, that's the great thing is that they, regardless if they still keep their core, they still have a lot of space and a lot of money to try and go for these big contracts and free agency, right? But what I kind of what I've been doing my research is Patrick Beverly. So I think that's very interesting because. I feel like as the Clippers fan base has gone through them throughout this season, they've grown really attached to Patrick Beverly. And so oh, sure. rumors well, that have started or have started since back in March is that the Dallas Mavericks are very interested in him as a player. I mean, that was back in March, so we don't know now that he's been on the NBA playoff national scheme of things more people are watching him play more people are more teams are interested so um he did say in his end of season interview just like probably like days ago that um he had a really great bond with Lou Williams and Harold but he also said that it would be a tough decision so I think it's gonna be I think it's going to come down to money. <laughs> I just oh, feel, for sure. you know, yeah. uh, Beverly wants to get paid and as you should pay him. So I feel like the Clippers are going to have to balance out if we're going to pay how much we're going to pay him, if it's going to be worth it. And is it going to kind of put a dent into our free agency plans? But, um, well, ultimately I just think, um, I believe in Jerry West. If he's still there with the Clippers, he's like a mastermind. So if he, if they resign, resign Beverly, I'm for Jerry West, whatever he believes. If they don't, then I'm just, I'm still drinking his Kool-Aid um, for whatever Jerry West says, because he's great. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I have, I have faith that they're going to try to keep him around just because he's kind of grown very attached to the Clippers. And I feel like he just likes to be in LA and likes to have that underdog kind of mentality. And when you're playing for a team like the Clippers and where the Lakers are in the same kind of city, you you always have that underdog because the Lakers run L.A., right? Well, technically, mm-hmm. as the NBA team. So he's always going to have that underdog mentality, and I feel like he thrives on that. And leaving oh, yeah. to any other city, maybe you might not get the same production out of him. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, Jerry Jerry West, like you said, obviously, he's a mastermind. I mean, he traded Tobias Harris, and they they went to game six against the Warriors. (laughs) So it's kind of like he knows what he's doing for sure because I really thought that was going to deflate them. But um, Landry Shamet stepped up. uh, The rookie stepped up. I don't know what kind of 
a chemical reaction <laughs> that like like that he knew that he was like formulating in the, in the front office i don't know but he made it work somehow <laughs> um and and these guys that he brought in really meshed well and it made them honestly i think a better team yeah um I don't know if they would have went to game six if they just had, you know, Tobias instead of the new people that they have now. Yes. I feel like because they are younger and they are newer and they're in this situation, they kind of fight for it more. They're a little bit more gritty. They like to, they will do whatever it takes to not lose, to not look stupid on national TV, to not, Mm. um, at least not get one W in. So I feel like there's a kind of like a mindset and Jerry West has been able to kind of click with those kind of mindsets. So props mm-hmm. to the Clippers for that. Um, okay, so we've covered that. Now the Warriors moved on and now are now playing the Rockets. Game oh, one, the Warriors <laughs> won 104 to 100. Oh, my so, <laughs> since you're chuckling over there go ahead give us a little recap <laughs> no no this like honestly game one i'm not ready for the rest of the series oh, it's gonna you're ready for tonight <laughs> i'm not ready i know they're about to play soon but like oh my gosh like i knew i i think everybody knew obviously the rockets were gonna come out and be gritty but my god (laughs) because you know they have this huge chip on their shoulder from the last series they played they're still upset about the fouls that weren't called and that and then on top of that you know the report came out about all of the missed fouls um you know besides just the game itself who put up points what the emotion like (laughs) against both teams is out of this world so you can feel it through the tv that's how great it is yes (laughs) like i'm not ready (laughs) yeah um so it was a really close game right um I mean, just how I like my NBA playoff games, really close. <laughs> and there were some controversial calls towards the end made by a couple of refs. But the Warriors came out winning. KD had 35 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Curry had 18 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 assists. And everybody else just had, like, under 15 points. And then for the Rockets side, Harden had 35 points. And besides that, everybody was kind of like, eh, you know less than what 17 that eric gordon had but um yeah so i think the like you mentioned rockets had already prior drama with the rest from last playoff series and it you you, it's like they can't shake it off and they i feel like they look for it now it's kind of like a bias or a recency bias kind of in a kind of way that they're just looking for a missed call so they can be like you see that's what happened to us last playoff and I mean Mm -hmm. I I understand how it can mess with your head and mess with your mentality should it be the reason that you lose a game though I don't know what do you think (laughs) no I don't I'm glad I'm glad you asked that question I really don't because 
I think the best reaction was, you know, um, Harden was like, we just want a fair game, um, you know, with the refs calling whatever. And the Dray- and Draymond, like, his response to that, I believe a reporter told him, he was like, come on, man. Like, the refs are like that with every game. They're mm-hmm. not perfect. <laughs> They're going to mess up. Now, in game seven, I will say this, 81 missed calls or non-calls in one game, that equals up to at least – a. A possibly 18.6 points that's what came from the report that's ridiculous mm-hmm. <laughs> i think somebody was getting paid yeah that's too much now the missed calls in this game one i do believe they were blown out of proportion because the rockets already came in like the refs are against us we're playing the warriors they don't want us to win etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. did you see the clippers complaining about miss cause like getting ejected throwing things at refs just play the game and honestly even when it comes down to the points you have katie he scored 35 points he had like you said he had five rebounds three assists then you have four other players who all scored over 10 points Mm -hmm. for a combined 59 points that's not that that has nothing to do with fouls exactly Exactly. That has nothing to do with foul calls, you know, and you have Harden who put up 35, like you said, and then um, Chris Paul, 17, and Gordon, 27, but all their other players weren't really on the stat line. So it's just kind of like y'all are, now y'all are obsessing over fouls and not like focusing on what's real. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The thing is that you, you, when you're playing the game, you're going to get a call that you like and calls that you don't like. Are you complaining when you get a call that clearly, you know, we watched in the replay and it wasn't a foul or you or you flopped? And you, are you complaining about those calls? No. So the same yeah. is keep that same energy when you do get a exactly. foul out against you. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's like it's a playoff game. You Like, to your point, you should be more concentrated and just stick to what the game is all this complaining from the players i think kind of has to stop and it's kind of ruining it because so now what are we focusing not on the game not on the points not on the defense the offense the plays or we're not talking about any of that we're focusing on our attention on the refs and exactly and then now we have articles about like to you know to add to the fact that tonight will be scott fisher officiating who who is that i have no idea but of course i'm a good journalist and i read the article (laughs) and so um i guess he's officiated other rockets games and he's kind of one of the refs that the Rockets seem to have a problem with or don't like. And so he's going to be officiating tonight. And so there we go. Instead of focusing on the game, you know, game two, Warriors, Rockets, what happened last year, and like, you know, these other great storylines, we come and have to focus on Scott Fisher officiating. What is he going to do? What is he going to say? Who is he going to call foul on? Is he going to go, you know, so much more speculation than what needs to be about just the game and I mean you know Harden and the Rockets they get calls all the time all game long and Mm -hmm. other teams complain but just because it doesn't happen to them in like the last two minutes then it's like the end of the world I don't know I just feel like they need to stop complaining and concentrate because that's kind of it goes either way in most games you know it's like you're either going to get a good call or you're going to get a bad call. 
It just happens. That's not the reason why you lost, though. The reason that you lost, exactly. you probably weren't defending the play before, or you know, you couldn't catch up to the fast break or whatever it was, you know. But I feel like there's yeah. other excuses rather than the calls. Yeah, for sure. I'm like literally on the same wavelength Great. with you. Like, let the refs call the game and you play. Like, exactly. that's just how it is. Now, I'm not gonna sit here and lie. Like, you know, refs haven't called some some terrible <laughs> yeah, stuff. Exactly. In the past, they have, but that should not be your focus because you have no control over that. Mm-hmm. Like, they have no control with the refs saying no matter how much they complain. Because at the end of the day, you gonna get thrown out. So now you're causing your team an extra player, a good player. Chris Paul shouldn't. I understand he got emotional, but mm-hmm. for him to like really come at the ref like that. Bro, like he's he's lucky he didn't get suspended. Exactly. He got fined. He got fined a good amount of money, but he's lucky he didn't get suspended. Now you're causing your team, like I said, an extra player because you're obsessing over what the ref is saying. (laughs) Like it's obsessive. It's not okay. Every game has its good and bad calls, but they just think. I don't know. The whole refs like association is against them, bro. No, chill out. <laughs> You're not <laughs> like, that special. <laughs> like, chill out. You may get upset, but leave that stuff off the court. You know, like continue to play your game. Only you can win. Yeah, it's I mean, what is? I I agree with you, Chris Paul. He's like an NBA president of something or other, right? And so I feel like if that really is a problem, take it up in the off season, you know, be like, you know, this ref or this, this specific person just keeps on making these calls, you know, investigate, look into it and then kind of like get back to me. But if that's not going to, if that's not happening in the off season, then you only care when their calls are not made for your convenience. Then it's kind of just like, we'll let it go. Because like you said, we have no control over it. Or, you know, this can start a way for the NBA to petition like certain calls to be reviewed or or replayed or, you know, or a different kind of system to be put in place. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. the system could always be fixed. It could always get better. But I mean, if it's just the Rockets complaining and specific to players complaining, then it's like, Mm hmm. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's not our system. Maybe it's just you guys. <laughs> maybe it's just y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so besides looking at the looking out for the refs tonight, anything fun that you're expecting for tonight's game? Um, for tonight's game, uh, I mean, I don't know if if the if the Rockets can simply get over the refs and play, they yes. can win. Like, I think this series could go to a game seven if they don't let the refs get in their head. But from what, what I saw last night, like that, like the complete meltdown that they have, I mean, I mean not last <laughs> night, the, the night before, but like from the complete meltdown that they had, like that is not going to help you win at all. You'll get swept. You'll get swept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think the, focusing. yeah, exactly. And I think the Warriors kind of are catching on to that. And it's like, well, if we can kind of flop a little bit more, get a couple calls going our way, we might just um, get into their heads, kind of like what Patrick mm-hmm. Beverly did, get into their heads and kind of make this like ruin it for them because they're going to be obsessing over it anyway. So if we kind of flop a little bit, get one or two calls and then they're just going to go berserk and insane, we can get some of them ejected. Yep. We can get some of them suspended. It's just yep. a smooth sailing from here to the Western Conference Finals. 
Like I told, I told you, I said if, if they get past the Clippers, that's it because every other team is gonna take it so personal. Yes. Like, <laughs> every other team is gonna be like, oh, the Warriors, they want the Warriors to win. Like, bro, just like, come on. Like, did you think the Clippers was gonna ga- go to Game Six? I don't think anybody thought the Clippers was gonna go to Game Six. Uh-uh. Honestly, because there was so much. <laughs> I was so upset, honestly, like watching back like sports <laughs> reporters and journalism's like talking over the game because literally all I have, all I kept hearing was the Warriors couldn't produce, the Warriors couldn't do this, the Warriors, but the Clippers, like <laughs> give them some respect. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know they did a really good. Like job. even when they're winning, they're still talking about the Warriors losing. Like no, let's talk about the Clippers winning. Exactly. Like come on, shine some light on them. But honestly. If, if the Rockets can't, like I said, if they can't get over it, I mean, this is gonna be an easy series, and it's gonna be it's gonna be nothing. <laughs> I think they may take like a win or two, maybe at home, but I, I, inside the Staples Center, I think they they don't they have zero advantage because they automatically think that whole state is against them. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> so I just I really don't know how they're gonna if they cannot win. At Golden State, they are not going to win the series. Yep. At all night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oracle will be crazy. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of West Coast Mix and Bounds. Hope to catch you watching the game tonight and further games along in the playoffs. And we'll definitely see you in another two weeks for a, another episode. Um, I'm Bronna Marks. And I'm Leslie Torres. And we'll catch you guys later. Bye-bye. Thanks.